0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: This is NBA Today, live from Los Angeles.
2: <laughs> Ahead on NBA Today, 60. Yep, heard that right. It. 60, Kyrie goes bonkers in Orlando. We've got must-see highlights and reaction here shortly. Plus, speaking of scoring, the scoring titles up for grabs. LeBron, Giannis, and Embiid all in contention. Who will take the crown? And ahead of Luca's visit to Brooklyn, we're wondering, is he a legit threat to win MVP? Don't miss that discussion and more. NBA Today starts now. Hey, welcome in to NBA Today. I'm George Sedano here, alongside worldwide Momo, Ramona Shelburne, and of course, our brother from Houston, in his studio, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> we're ready for you. I know you got some fire takes, but we're mm-hmm. ready to fight back with you today. Mm-hmm. But of course, we got to start with what happened with Uncle Drew the show he put on last night in Orlando. Nets hosting the Magic historic night for Kyrie. We'll start in the second quarter Nets up 16 Kyrie with the drive here and the finish with contact gets the hoop and the harm later in the second Nets still up big Kyrie pulls up from three in transition splash next possession Kyrie showing off the mid range hit that then next possession. Watch this little turnaround three for you. He's got all up in his bag. We have to see it again. That was just so nice. 41 points at the half 14 and 19 shooting third quarter Kyrie blows by Cole Anthony here. Watch this young fella you need to be ready for this he even stumbled and still made him stumble Kyrie with the action there 51 through three quarters next in the fourth quarter Nets up 27 Kyrie creates space with a little step back. Oh come on now that's too nice. And then Kyrie, one more pull-up three, why not? Incredible stuff from Kyrie Irving. Nets win big. Here's his coach after the game about Kyrie.
3: I'm just grateful it came in the flow of the game. You know, a few shots, probably, I shouldn't have taken. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Tough ones, you know, double teams, triple teams coming, but, uh, you know, as long as I could do it with a smile on my face and and my teammates weren't too angry at me, it it made uh, this night uh, worthwhile.
4: I felt like he had my career highlight reel in the first 12 minutes of the game, so it's uh, um, you know special to watch when he uh, it's special to watch him every night, but it's special to watch him on on uh, you know nights like this.
2: So Kyrie became just the third player in the last 25 seasons to score 40 points in a first half. He joined Kobe Bryant in 2003 and Klay Thompson in 2016. Kyrie has had three other games with at least 50 points since joining the Nets. In January of 2020, he had 54 against the Bulls on a ridiculous 83% from the field. Kyrie made 19 of 23 attempts, including seven of nine from three-point range in that game. Then, just last week, Kyrie had a 50-piece against the Hornets on just 19 shots. That's some efficiency right there. So between last night and last Tuesday's game, Kyrie became the first guard in NBA history to score 50 points on 60% shooting twice in a three-game span. Don't forget about Kyrie's Nets debut, though. Back on opening night of 2019, season opener against the T-Wolves, Kyrie had 50 points, eight boards, and seven assists, but the Nets did lose by a point. Still, he shot 52% from the field and 50% from three in that game. And then last night, Irving dropping a franchise high 60 points on the Magic. It took Kyrie 35 minutes to get that done on only 31 field goal attempts. Just incredible stuff there. And obviously, the Twitter streets were on fire <laughs> as players around the league reacted to Kyrie's 60P, starting with his teammate Kevin Durant, who tweeted, "Attention, <coughs> attention." Eleven taught another class tonight please review the film if you haven't then LeBron said Kai stop it man (laughs) actually don't He pulled it back there hit a little reverse LeBron and then Evan Fournier tweeted that Kyrie is the most skilled player ever not even sure it's a debate well. You know, Evan Fournier, if you're going to call us out like that, we're going to talk about it like that. So, producer Evan Mm -hmm. Fournier, thank you for pitching that particular topic because for today's purposes, it will be a debate. Starting with you, Perk, is Kyrie the most skilled player ever?
1: You know what? let Five days ago, I apologized to Kyrie, and I said I would never say anything bad about him again long as I'm in the media, and I'm glad I did, because after that performance last night, he would have made me look like a fool. And yes, I'm doubling down on Evan Fournier wow. and saying he is the most skilled player to ever play the game. Ooh. And there's no disrespect to Michael Jordan. It's no disrespect to the late, great Kobe Bryant. It's no disrespect to Elijah Wan and a lot of others, when you look at what Kyrie doing, how he does it, it's not what he do, it's how he do it. At 6'2", He has the complete offensive package. Being able to finish around the basket amongst the trees. He has an elite post-up game. We talk about a guy that probably, arguably has the best handles in NBA history. And when his jumper is falling from the three-point line, it is over. It's nothing that you could do for a schemes-wise, double-team, triple-teams, to stop this young man when he has it going. So yes, right now, today, he is the most skilled player to ever touch the basketball. George, you got to go. Now, you're, you're, is it look close? at his face. It is close, <laughs> but, but I wouldn't just say it's no debate. But it can't be debatable. But in my eyes, he's the most skilled. Okay, I, I'm going to let you go first, Ramona, because I, I have know, so look, much at, to say. Look at
2: your face. Look at your I face I have right so now. much to say. Go. Kirk, go ahead. You played with a man who I think is one of the best perimeter defenders in the sports history named Tony Allen, correct? Yeah. Kobe I sure did. Bean Bryant yep. made that man foul out in eight minutes of play. Okay, listen, I am not trying to disrespect Kyrie Irving. We know Kyrie Irving, how much he appreciated Kobe Bryant, and I do think it's close. But I cannot have you come on here and say that Kobe Bean Bryant, I mean, I wouldn't even put LeBron ahead of Kyrie, but we'll, we'll backtrack and just keep it to Kobe for now. Kobe Bean Bryant was the type of guy that when you played him in a playoff game Shane Battier again one of the greatest perimeter defenders of his era literally told me when you played him in a playoff series that each and every game felt like a whole season's worth of defense. There is not a person in the sports history even LeBron I think and this is crazy to say that it was more meticulous than Kobe Bryant at his game and his craft when there was an early bus you know the early bus Bert Ray Allen you played with him was always on the Early bus, Kobe. I've been told he was was on the early early bus. Like forget about the early bus. He was there like at one o'clock sometimes, getting ready for his game. So wh- what I'm saying is, while Ooh. you can split hairs, okay, to me, Kobe Bean Bryant is still at the top of that list.
5: I- I'm with you, George, Ooh. in the sense that I mean I just remember when remember when Kobe messed up his shoulder, yeah, and he just started shooting left-handed, yeah, and you're like. Wait, is he shooting? This wasn't just like a layup left-handed. This is like real shooting left-handed. And I remember asking him afterwards, like, Mm. hey, I didn't know you could shoot left-handed. He goes, oh, yeah, I practiced that. Right. <laughs> I practice that like he practices everything all those trick shots I think you put Steph Curry in that discussion as well too I mean have you ever watch Steph warm up the dribbling exercises he does I, I, I'm with you it is close Kyrie is incredibly skilled as a ball handler and as a finisher one of my favorite stories about Kyrie early on in his career Pablo Torre wrote it when he was when he was a rookie talking about the the backboard that he grew up shooting on and how it was crooked and so he just learned how to do all kinds of weird English on the ball when he was trying to finish, and that's part of the reason he's so good at it. But y- he's incredibly skilled, but I'm with George. I think he's cool. Come on, Perk. Come on, Perk. Perk. Dude, all right, here it. he goes. He's Dude, going. Come on. Do,
1: do, do, <laughs> do we realize, right, George, you brought up about the early bus and the, and yep. how much work those guys put in? And I'm not knocking it, but do you realize Kyrie Irving haven't been able – He's he hasn't even been practicing. Like, this guy comes – out of his mother's womb with Similac on his breath and walks right onto the floor and drops 50 and 60 on people. Like, when we talk about him being 6'2 and doing the things that he does and he's doing it at a high uh, efficient rate, like, no knock on the great... Kobe Bryant I think he's top five most skilled of all time but we do have to remember that Kobe Bryant ranks at the top of them for his most missed field goals and that's not a knock on Kobe but when we look at Kyrie and him being efficient at 6-2 and get the job done amongst those trees every single night he's being guarded by a guy that has at least three to four inches Above him if not more like the point guards are not guarding them They're putting elite wing defenders on them sometimes two of them, and he's still doing it at 6-2 That is a problem. No, no one's debating. It's a problem. I'm just saying, I
2: don't think, I mean, listen, you're, you're just not, well, we're going to agree to disagree. A reasonable, pe- reasonable people can agree to disagree, but it's two on one right here, Perk, and this is a democracy, and we're going to say yeah. that Kobe B. Bryant <laughs> is still the man. All right, but let's move on here. The Nets will have to find a way to keep their winning ways going tonight without Kyrie, as you mentioned, yeah. Perk, he hasn't played all that much. Uh, he will not, he will be back in Brooklyn tonight but here's the thing again won't be available we'll discuss the game shortly but here's KD and Kyrie's thoughts on the vaccine man- mandate which continues to keep Kyrie out of these home games that we've discussed
1: and
3: Kyrie had conversations about the vaccine and what it meant to him and to me at the end of the day I didn't think it was my decision on what he wanted to do with the vaccine I mean I gave him how I felt about it and We talked about it, but that's ultimately his decision. So I was never going to force anybody to to do something with their bodies that they didn't want to do. My faith in uh, things turning around hasn't changed. It hasn't wavered. Um, But I I wouldn't be able to sit up here and talk to you guys comfortably unless I had a a big supporting group behind me. I just commend all of us for just really making a choice to come closer together and just deal with this man. We're dealing with it face on. So whatever is going on um, outside of what we can control. That's that's what happens. But what we can is is just showing up every day and and knowing that we're all sacrificing something to be here. So Ramona
2: starting with you. How should Nets fans feel Mm. about watching Kyrie cook like that on the road and obviously not have him available for home games.
5: Well, look, I mean, you know, Kevin Durant has said his piece and he stuck up for him. And, and I think that means a lot for Kyrie personally. Adam Silver's kind of said some things. Uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, has said essentially that he, he, he understands the hypocrisy of these rules right now, but they are the rules. And I think the brighter light that is shined on this right now is actually somewhat counterproductive because. The, the one thing that needs to happen is the law has to be changed. And if you're a politician in New York City where this law has, has cost a lot of people their jobs, uh, either with Preach. the city or even in the private sector, that's very hard to make mm-hmm. a change so that Kyrie Irving or and now, and we're talking about the... the 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 new york mets and the new york yankees opening day the home opener for the yankees is april is april 7th the home opener for the mets is april 14th are they gonna they have several each team has several unvaccinated players can the mayor really change the law just so millionaire athletes can play in their games or get be ready for the playoffs when thousands of people have lost their jobs over this mandate it's it's not a good look politically
1: Ooh, she preaching, (laughs) she preaching Wednesday gospel. But look, here's the the thing. The part-time Kyrie, I actually like it for one reason and one reason only. You know why? Because it brings out the best of Kevin Durant, in yep. home games or when Kyrie is not available. Yep. We are able to see KD elevate his game to the MVP KD that we saw in Oklahoma City. And I'm not just talking about the scoring of the points. I'm talking about the facilitating, the dropping dimes, making guys around him better. Hell, I remember being part of that, and I went from averaging four points to 11 points when KD went to the point forward. So if he can make me better, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he can make everybody else better. Yeah. So well, that's the good thing about us <laughs> Nice uh,
2: to say. I'm not an epidemiologist or a politician, yep. but I'll say that major cities, including <laughs> this one, have changed their mandates. I would imagine New York City could follow suit sooner rather than later is my Mm -hmm. guess so god willing all right sticking with the net steve nash said recently he's extremely hopeful that ben simmons can play before the regular season ends ramona what are you hearing about that situation
5: well you know he he was progressing in that rehab from the back injury and this is a real injury perk i know we were talking about this the other day uh on set and you were what's going on he has a real injury here and this is something that he's dealt with over the course of his career it's flared up and and i think the thing that is There is an optimism that he can come back from. It's not a serious injury. There's no pain down his legs or anything like that. It's nothing like that's involved, but they have to get it under control. And so right this week, he's just doing rehab with the team. That means core strengthening and trying to get that back right so that he doesn't flare up on him again as the playoffs come come into focus. All right.
2: We'll see if Ben Simmons is available sooner rather than later. Again, we're hopeful that's the case, too, because we want to see all the players on the floor, certainly. Still ahead, the scoring titles coming down to the wire. LeBron. Giannis, MB, all in contention. Who takes it? We'll get to that. Plus, Ooh. tonight, Mavs, Nets, as we just mentioned there. So, we'll ask the panel this. Ranked J. Kidd, Steve Nash, and Luca. Who will have the best career when it's all said and done? You know that's spicy, but like a potential finals preview tonight, that's also spicy. Celtics and Dubs getting down. Breaking that down in a bit. Stay tuned here on NBA Today. Love.
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: NBA Today is brought to you by Jardians. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today.
2: You could probably pinpoint the arrival of LeBron James into the sports social construct when he appeared as a 17-year-old on the cover of Sports Illustrated with the moniker The Chosen One. At that point in 2002 LeBron then a high school junior had led his high school to back-to-back Ohio State championships in basketball and this as he featured explains a third straight title was looking like a lock or so he thought.
6: So back in 2002. A small team from Cincinnati, Ohio, Roger Bacon, played St. Vincent St. Mary in the Ohio Division II state final. And at that point, almost no sports fan outside of Cincinnati knew who Roger Bacon was. Hey, it's been what a up?
1: minute.
6: We're just a couple of years removed from Michael Jordan. And his six titles in eight years dominance with the Chicago Bulls. And as soon as Michael left Chicago, there was already this search of who's gonna be the next Michael Jordan. And it became pretty obvious to many people in Ohio and beyond that with LeBron James, this was somebody who was very special.
1: LeBron James. Jim.
4: James Vincent. Are
7: you serious? Are you serious? When's the last time you watched this? It?
3: It's been a, long, been a while. i probably watched this game once or twice a year. just getting nostalgic. I haven't even shown my kids yet.
6: I am here to tell you one of the most inspiring sports stories you'll ever come across. And it's a story that might have changed basketball history.
1: Oh. Box out, on, after the shot. Box out. If you don't do it now, you ain't gonna do it in the game. Oh, the
6: sounds of squeaky tennis shoes, signifying the start of high school basketball. For Akron St. Vincent St. Mary, the road to Columbus actually started last March, when they hoisted their second consecutive state title.
0: The hype around LeBron James at that time was enormous. Wow! Oh, ho, ho, ho. That's the Michael oh, Turner look there. Goodness gracious. It was no longer about playing st- basketball in the state of Ohio. It was about where they ranked nationally, what LeBron would do the following year, whether he would challenge the rule to try to go into the NBA draft.
6: Oh,
3: wow!
6: Imagine the Harlem Globetrotters as a high school basketball team with the best player in prep history. It was just a sight to behold.
3: Freshman year coming in here, all I wanted to do was win. You know, it went from winning one game to winning the state championship now it was from winning the state championship winning national championship
4: i didn't grasp how big the situation was during that time we saw the sports illustrated magazine and saw lebron on the front i think that's when i kind of was like oh whoa never seen anything like this
3: here we go again how many waves does he have left
6: and while everybody was focused on lebron and st vincent st mary Roger Bacon was a team of really good high school basketball players. It was a team that was tough but had the talent. The first game when they did the tip and you jumped and he didn't, yeah, jumped he
7: didn't all jump. super high and he didn't
6: jump. He like almost whiffed the ball. So in December 2001, Roger Bacon played St. Vincent St. Mary and Roger Bacon jumped on St. Vincent St. Mary in that first quarter and led 28-18. They led by one after the third quarter, and the game was tied with just under three minutes to go. And St. Vincent-St. Mary made a couple of buckets, and then made some free throws to end the game. It gave us that confidence. When we got back to that locker room after the game,
7: we were like, hey, we can play with these guys, and the next time we're gonna meet them,
6: the only chance we're gonna meet them again would be in the state championship. Even though Roger Bacon had played St. Vincent St. Mary very close in the regular season, and even though Roger Bacon was coming off a record-setting 51-point win in the state semis, LeBron guaranteed that St. Vincent St. Mary would beat Roger Bacon in the state final. I'm all guaranteed, you know, I'm not being cocky, but that's just just how
1: player I am. I'm guaranteed I'm not going to let my team
3: lose. We were all sitting there watching the TV together and and saw that come across the news, and in our hotel room, Really erupted. So when we all went out for the matchups, everybody was saying, "Hey, I got 34, or I got 21, or I got this guy," and and I called out, "Hey, I got the chosen one. I'll be guarding the chosen one."
2: The ball game is underway. Tip controlled by the Irish of Akron Saint Vincent Saint Mary. And
4: After the tip, Beckham uh, pretty much forearm shivered LeBron right in his chest. And uh, kind of sent the message to him that uh, you know it's
6: going to be a different game this time. The game was back and forth throughout the first half, but Roger Bacon's Leonard Bush drove to the lane and scored on a driving layup just before halftime to put Roger Bacon up 31-30. Well, James handles as we start
3: the
1: second half and puts his team right back on top. The third quarter was the best. To run, to yeah. run. He has to get going in in this third quarter with no points. <laughs> And then he hit with the <laughs> 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 St. Vincent St. Mary
2: at 37-35. Bell for the lead. A three. Nice spin move by Frank Phillips. One of the things you're seeing and
1: you haven't seen, if you will, no intimidation on Roger Bacon.
6: The other moment that I
4: can distinctly remember is when LeBron made a half-court shot to end the third quarter.
1: They are very solid. They don't do, they they, they are good role players. None of it goes. And it goes. James
2: in a three of the buzzer. That's indication of what's to come in the
3: fourth quarter stay with us golly I wish I could go back and like experience all this I know like
1: I took it for granted going right around the middle of the fourth quarter that was when I think LeBron realized well, I'm gonna have to take over LeBron is going to the
2: basket and it draws the foul Saint Clair picks up the foul.
1: And he came in from the right wing, man, and he was like an eagle flying, and pow, and the whole crowd went crazy. LeBron James flies
2: to the baseline, it goes oh, and finishes with a big time kind of flourish. Don't help, Frank. Don't
4: help, Frank. I just kind of remember putting my hands up, and just his whole body was just over top of me, and I slid across the other side of the lane, and the referees didn't <laughs> call a charge. I looked up at him, and... He kind of just looked down at me like, "Yeah, you got dunked on." The
2: chosen one has the basketball with under a minute left. Working on wiring into the lane. We'll they kick it. it back to Drew Joyce, and it knocked away from the hole. Roger Bacon, the loose ball. It's Frank Phillips on the shoulder to the glass. I wanted to dunk so bad on that.
6: St. Vincent-St. Mary is down by three points with about 22 seconds to go, and there's a timeout. If LeBron's gonna drive to the hoop, let him have it. Do not and one, you know, no foul, plus one, but stay on the shooters. pick for
1: tie, no
3: good.
6: But Drew Joyce picks up the ball and chucks the ball at the rim in frustration. Technical foul on Drew Joyce. And in that moment, for all intents and purposes, the game was over.
1: Cincinnati Set,
2: Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary, and won the Division Two state championship. That's like a geek.
7: Yeah, baby. All right. Hey, cheers to Coach Brewer and Coach Corgran and everybody on that 2002 state team. Love you. Woo! Love everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah, hell yeah. Let's go. O2,
7: oh, yeah. baby. baby. This
2: group took on LeBron James and Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary's
7: in the state championship game.
3: I think our story is important because people in our community look at it as like a Fusiers 2.0 type of thing. It shows that, you know, a good team is better than a good player.
7: This team took him
2: down and won 71-63.
3: Roger Bacon
6: became the first, last, and only Ohio team to ever beat LeBron James. The fact that it was probably the greatest amateur setback of his career, the fact that it might have impacted, however slightly, his decision-making on what to do the following year about whether to return to high school or to try to enter the NBA draft, that win very much changed a lot of lives, including LeBron's.
0: It was one of the biggest defeats of LeBron's career, and certainly in the moment, felt like the worst. It was one of the most defining times of his entire high school career, and we're talking about a high school career that is perhaps the most legendary of all time.
6: 20 years later, as a lot of Roger Bacon's players approach middle age, many of them are married with kids, when you're the only team to ever do something, and that something involves beating LeBron James, you know that what you did was very special.
2: One key member of the Roger Bacon team sadly missing from the reunion was their head coach, Bill Brewer, who passed away in 2007. LeBron James has called that game one of the toughest losses of his career, as you heard Brian Windhorst say, and one that changed the way he looked at the game of basketball and his opponents. For more on The Chosen Ones, check out the oral history of that Roger Bacon team, on ESPN.com. Still ahead, LeBron and Cat do battle tonight. Might there be another 60 piece out there in tonight's Lakers Wolves showdown? And quietly, Luka Doncic has been climbing in those MVP rankings. Could a win tonight against the Nets, propel him to top three in the race. Plus, speaking of climbing, the Celtics aren't showing any signs of slowing down at all. Is Boston a legit threat to win the East? We'll discuss all that and more. NBA Today rolls on.
4: Playmaking Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
7: You're
2: watching NBA Today,
1: live from Los Angeles. He's coming off maybe his signature performance of the season. But-
6: Experiencing history every time this guy
3: steps on the floor
6: welcome back
2: if you take a look at the scoring leaders this season we have a very tight race coming down to the last month of the season Joel Embiid leads it right now at 29.9 points per game but both LeBron and Giannis are right behind him at 29.7 these guys are all locked in on the scoring chase uh, with a little more than about three weeks or so to go in the season Ramona who do you have winning the scoring
5: title You know, I think LeBron's going to win because he is the most motivated to do it. If he wins this (laughs) at the age of 37, he'll be the oldest scoring champ ever. Michael Jordan is the previous oldest scoring champ. He was 35 when he was the scoring champ, but LeBron is right there. And every time he plays, the only issue with LeBron is he has to play in eight of their final 14 games to qualify. To, for the scoring championship, but every night he was out there. I was, I was at the game the other night when they played Toronto. And everybody before the game was like, he was listed as game time decision. And everybody goes, you think LeBron's gonna play? I'm like, yeah, he's going to play in all these games to qualify for the scoring title, and he still dropped 30 even though they lost.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, Sorry, Perk. Perk. Mm. Well, <clears throat> well, Ramon, I have to disagree with you okay, again. It's okay. I'm going with Joe. I'm going with Joe yeah. L and B. Here's why. When when you when when you're the lead. Uh, when you're leading the NBA, for us getting to the free throw line, then you're going to make up your points, even on your off-shooting nights. And when you look at Joel and B, I look at a game like against the Orlando Magic, I believe we had like 35. He was 9 for 28 from the field, but his ability of getting to the free throw line makes him unguardable, which means that he's going to get his points regardless. So... I think throughout the rest of this season, every time we look up, he's going to have 30-plus, and I think he's going to win his first scoring title along with his first MVP this year. He's not letting off the gas.
5: First big man. If he does, first big man since Shaq in 2000 to win the mm. scoring. Okay. I'm going to tell you you're both wrong. How about that? Okay. It's going to be Giannis.
2: Okay. <laughs> you want to talk about unguardable perk. There is not a more unguardable, unstoppable force in the NBA today than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Or Yanis, as Spiro Ditas likes to say, because he knows he's Greek. He actually says his name right. So this man can't be stopped. You can't build a wall anymore against him. Everybody's tried that. He knows how to beat that. He plows right through that wall. This man has. A center's body and it's more <laughs> athletic than any other seven footer we've ever seen in this sport. Giannis is leading the charge because he wants to get his team as high as possible and he knows it's gonna
1: have to be on his back. So there you go. Well, George, right. who, George who who is the better free throw shooter? Joel Embiid's like the better this, free throw like, shooter. That, so, so, okay, so. Giannis so, so don't need him. So, I mean, we still. He don't need him. He just put dudes on posters. It's still. It's still Listen, listen, there's still ways that they could sag off on Giannis. Like, That's listen, nice. he's a mo- he, he's improved his jump shot, but it's not like Joel B. No. okay? Joel B. mid-range is automatic, and his tray ball is like that. That's why I give Embiid the okay. edge over right, Giannis. We'll, we'll so put, I'm, not, I'm
2: not wrong. We'll put a little friendly wager on You're it. How wrong. about that? Carry on, Perk. But let's carry on to Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year. Jared Jackson Jr. came up huge last night with John Morant getting an off night. Jackson had three blocks, two steals, and a 135-102 blowout win over the Pacers. After the game, in reference to the Defensive Player of the Year Award, Ja tweeted, quote, that's his award. So, Perk, who's your favorite to win? Depoy.
1: That guy who you just finished talking about, Jared Jackson, Jr., listen, He's leading the league in total blocks. Memphis has one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and yet this man doesn't get credit. He's anchoring that defense like no other. He has the ability to switch one through five, the way he's protecting the basket, and he's he's embraced that role. Right now, if I had to pick one today, the front runner is Jared Jackson Jr.
5: Go ahead, Ramon. I still think he can get there. The issue for me is you gotta have a top five defense for me to think about them unless it's so clear that that one player is the is the best. And Memphis right now is seventh, so they can get there. Um, I think Boston and Phoenix have been consistently really good defensively. So Mikael Bridges from Phoenix would probably be your guy. Maybe Robert Williams from Boston, Marcus Smart, one of those two. Um, I think those two were top five defenses all year long. It would have been Draymond, but he's missed too many games.
2: Hey, look, it, it, it would have been Draymond, but he missed too many games. Here's the deal, okay? Re- well, Perk, I, I this was a layup for you. For going you. Going Bam out of bio. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, are we serious? There is not a dude in this sport who can guard one through five like him. He 45 is 45 games he, though. Listen, he is well. He's he going to end up playing like 60 though, but 60 plus by the time it's all said and done. Look at the odds here. Caesar Sportsbook. They got Rudy Gobert. And and Bam out of Bayou as the co-favorites to win this award, followed by Giannis, Robert Williams, and then Jaron Jackson. So it is Bam's award to win, unless you want to just give it to Rudy. Again, Defensive Player of the Year, fourth time. But Rudy can't guard the perimeter the way Bam guards. You want to talk about unheralded defenders, perk. You talk about Jaron Jackson. It's Bam out of Bayou. Okay? Give that man I his respect. You have seven. no
1: argument out of me. All right, well, still a hell. No Look at that. I well, I mean
2: I mean Perk. But you won, back I guess. A little bit. You just all had right. to bang the desk a few times. I do, that's all I gotta do. Still ahead tonight we've got Luca taking on the Nets in Brooklyn. <laughs> perk with a shocking take, another shocking take for Perk And what he's noticed. That's next.
6: If take, his
0: looking at the grave with the say so.
2: You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Here's our star-studded NBA Wednesday doubleheader on ESPN and the ESPN app. Luca and the Mavs take on KD and the Nets at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Then it's out to San Francisco for our West Coast primetime game between Tatum Brown and the Celtics and Stephen Clay and the Warriors. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. We now welcome in ESPN Celtic reporter Tim Bontemps. Good to have you on, pal. Especially so because you've got some touching details for us on something the Celtics are doing. Can you tell us a little more about what the Celtics Playbook Initiative is?
7: Yeah, George. So on Saturday I got a chance to go over to the Celtics practice facility where uh, President of Basketball Operations Brad Stevens and players Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, and Sam Hauser met with kids from around the community and around the state as part of the Project 351 program and the Celtics Playbook, which is a program that the Celtics came up with a few years ago to try to help kids deal with discriminatory situations that come up with or they come across throughout their daily lives. So take a look at what we put together.
6: Being a young African-American person in the city, especially through 2020, it was honestly pretty scary. I was scared for at least a few months after the unfortunate murder of George Floyd. Cause I always thought that someone was like second guessing like who I was, you know, mistaking me for someone else or, you know, coming up these biases against me.
0: I can confidently say that having a community around me has made those kinds of situations a little bit easier to deal with. I also think it's important to recognize that they're not supposed to be easy to deal with mm-hmm. and that it's okay if it's difficult and it's pretty much supposed to be.
7: NBA teams create playbooks to help them navigate the rigors of a season. Six years ago, the Boston Celtics decided to create a different kind of playbook. This one, though, isn't about drawing up a game-winning three-pointer.
1: Jason Tatum puts
7: Boston on top! Instead, it is to help students learn how to navigate discriminatory situations they encounter throughout their daily lives.
2: We're actually equipping them with the tools to deliver the workshops as facilitators in their community.
7: The playbook consists of scenarios that students who have taken part in the program have witnessed or experienced firsthand. By bringing kids together from across the state, from across a wide variety of backgrounds, and having them talk through these scenarios and how to approach them, The goal is to foster the kinds of tough conversations that can lead to meaningful change.
3: Everybody's here trying to become a better leader authentically for the right reasons
6: of serving a bigger purpose.
7: What makes the playbook unique is that it isn't the adults telling things to the students, it's the students telling them to each other.
6: We
5: were talking about how there's a difference from innocence and ignorance. And I think if people are uncomfortable but are willing to learn, that's completely fine
7: today's seniors mentoring the eighth and ninth graders in the program are the ones who a few years ago were entering into it themselves it's that ownership of it that gives everyone involved both a sense of accomplishment for what it has achieved and a hope for what it can continue to moving forward
4: it's
6: something that i'm very passionate about it's something that i hope to continue and it's something that i feel like it's way goes further beyond just the sport of basketball to really you know teach middle schoolers and teach younger people the conversations that we are having and making sure that, you know, they're being upstanders, but also realizing that these scenarios are actually real life things that people go through. I think it's a pretty important, you know, initiative that we're doing.
0: Yeah, I know the impact of a playbook. I have to read my scouting report and look over my plays and watch film because I know how much of an impact it makes on the basketball court. And so that just inspires me that if we can each do that, just like the Celtics do, that we can make an impact in our community like they can in the basketball world. Ah!
7: Yeah, George, it was really cool to get a chance to see these kids talk through these scenarios uh, in person on Saturday. And it also was really cool to talk to these two kids we had in the piece. Marcus is already planning on running for office. Skylar has already applied to a bunch of Ivy League schools. is was waiting to hear back from them. The future's in pretty good hands with kids like that. So it was a very neat thing to be a part of.
2: No question. Great stuff by the Celtics in the community. Now, on the floor, they're going to take on the Dubs tonight. Their defense has been fantastic. They've won 23 of their last 29. What do you make of this particular matchup, though, tonight against the high-powered Dubs team?
7: Well, I'm really curious to see, George, what they look like going up, as you said, against the Golden State Warriors. Boston has the best defense in the league over the past 22 games since they turned their season around on January 23rd by five points per 100 possessions, five points better than your Miami Heat in second. And that is a pretty dramatic gap, but it's also come against a lot of teams that have had injured players that have been a little bit lesser competition. So I'm fascinated to see what they look like going up against this Warriors team with Draymond Green back on the court. Coming off Steph Curry's 47 points the other night. Should be a very fun game in the Bay, and I look forward to see how it goes.
2: Yeah, and a disappointing loss on Sunday against the Dallas Mavericks as well. So, Tim, always a pleasure, brother. Great to see you. Thanks again. There he is, Tim Bontemps with us. All right, still ahead tonight, we've got Luka it on the Nets in Brooklyn. Perk's going to have that shocking take I was telling you about. He is just full of takes today. Man, we'll get the latest The Mavs, about the Mavs superstar, Luka Doncic, next.
7: Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part in the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to amazoncom slash Pods. That's amazoncom slash Pods to catch up on the latest
0: episodes without the ads.
1: You're watching NBA
2: Today.
3: It's time for the final attempt of the game for Dallas. It's Luka against
2: Josh Richardson. That's out of the floor.
5: Yeah, this is dedication. This is blood, sweat. This is how I really made it.
2: Welcome back to NBA Today. We now bring in Tim McMahon live from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn who covers the Dallas Mavericks for us, does a phenomenal job. Tim, you recently dropped a terrific story on ESPN.com detailing exactly what makes Luka so gifted as a distributor. What does make him so special as a passer? Well, he really has all the elements you need to be one of the best passers and playmakers in this league. And, you know, it starts with his size, both height and heft. There are are passing windows that are available to him that very few primary distributors have. We're talking about LeBron James, maybe a Ben Simmons. And then, obviously, there's so much creativity. The way he sees the floor, the way he's able to see angles and see windows uh, and and manipulate those. And then every great passer, with the exception, maybe of stick to the fundamentals, John Stockton, has that flair. And Lucas certainly loves putting on a show as he says sometimes you got to put a little something extra make it look good. Well if you haven't had a chance to read Tim's piece make sure you check it out on ESPN.com enjoy the game man good to see you. Thank you. You got it. I felt a little underdressed I got to be honest with you with uh, (laughs) with Tim on there. They wear a tie. When does he ever wear a tie? All right. Lucas currently the only player in the NBA in the top five for both points and assists averaging 28 and eight and he's grabbing over nine rebounds a night as well. So turn into tonight's game here on ESPN both the Nets and the Mavs are as coached by Hall of Famers that played that particular position. Two time MVP Steve Nash obviously Jason Kidd on the other side. So you know Doncic is an incredible floor general himself. But when you see him, when you see Doncic, what yeah. makes him so special, Ramona?
5: He's so big. Like when you see him in person, you can't, uh, you can't feel. You, you can feel. You can only feel it when you see him in person, right? We see him on TV. Yeah, he, he looks big and he dominates people physically. But last year, I remember watching him against Kawhi Leonard in the Clippers, and he's bigger than Kawhi. Like mm-hmm. Kawhi, who's a former Defensive Player of the Year, was struggling to keep up with him because he's so physically dominant and. I, I couldn't believe I was going to say this out loud, and I'm going to say it again, but at the time, I thought to myself, this is the closest I have seen to someone physically who can, who can play like LeBron, with that physical dominance. Now, LeBron is more athletic, but Luka's a better shooter, so it's, it's close, man, and, and that size, that way that he can bully people, gives him such an advantage. Perk, you and
2: I were in Boston, saw him together, and I, we were on the same flight. You said one thing to me about Luka
1: when we got on that plane. I said a few things about Luka. You, you know, what's crazy is that he's just he's just special, right? And 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 that was my first time seeing him live up close in person. Yeah. And the way that he controlled the game, like yep. the the pace of the game goes to Luka pace. And I feel like right now I could probably beat Luka in a in a sprint. But that don't mean nothing because of his craftiness, his yep. uh, his strength, his size, his ball handling, his IQ, like. Every time he steps on the floor, he has the mindset and he has the ability of being the best player on the floor that night. And that just speaks volumes. And I, I just remember Jason Kidd, every time he would walk up and down past me and Ray Allen sitting right there, he would say, Perk, I'm telling you, man, this kid's special. And I'm like, yep. I'm seeing it. I'm yep. seeing it. I'm yep. seeing it live. And I got the popcorn out <laughs> and everything. <laughs> One word something answer. In my cup, but yep. it was all good.
2: One word answer. Luca?
5: J Kid or Steve Nash? Who are you picking? Pick one, quick. Luca. Momo? I want to say J Kid because he to Chip. Quickly. But it's going to be Luca. I'm going with Luca, too. All three of us finally agreed. Ooh, yeah. Still ahead. That's a big moment here. <laughs> big nights are
2: ahead. A lot of people yep. dropping 60. It's like Oprah out there. You get 60, you get 60, you get 60. Find out who gets a 60 piece tonight in 60 seconds. <laughs> A star started Wednesday slate here. Dallas and Brooklyn, as we mentioned. I mean, there's every matchup in yeah. there seems fun in one way, shape, or form, Mama.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, look, like, are, we, are we thinking about who's going to score tonight? Is that, is this, yeah, who's going to put up a 60 right. piece tonight, Mama? I mean, I like I like Giannis against the Kings, but I think I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards. Oh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, look. Mm. Carl did it the other night. It man wants to keep up when he's got a little knee soreness, but he's gonna play. They're playing the Lakers. They give up 140. (laughs) They do give up a lot
1: of points. (laughs) Perk? Yeah. I'm going with Jason Tatum in Golden State in tonight. Golden State. I, I watch him go head. To, I watch him go head to head and give KD 56. I think the, on the big stage, Jason Tatum is ready for it. I think he's going to get his 60 tonight.
2: Well, listen, I'm going to pay respect to Devin Booker. Okay, yeah. of all those people you named, <laughs> he's gone for That's a true. 70 piece before. That's so true. I feel like Book is looking around, going, "Wait a second, Kyrie, KD, LeBron." What about me? He's going to show people what's up tonight. Devin Booker is my pick to get a 60-piece. All right, we finally agreed in that last (laughs) segment, so we are all at peace here now. For Ramon and Perk and Tim and everyone that contributed to today's show, I'm George Sedano. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Enjoy the games tonight.